1: to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by World of Spas, Edmonton's number one hot tub and swim spa dealer. The ideal place to start your daily vacation on Oilers Radio. 6.30, Chad.
0: Hey, it would help if I turned uh, the mic on. There we go. One thirty-four in Edmonton. Bob Stoffer, Chris Gardner with you on uh, Oilers Now. Do want to mention Royal Pizza, pizza Pass, and so much more. Uh, Edmonton and owned and operated and uh, this month they've got the Festive Special taking place where you get a bonus coupon with the purchase of a $50 gift card at Royal Pizza with multiple locations in the city of Edmonton a star for recommendations of Mediterranean Chicken Royal Pizza is still making it great and they uh, help support uh, 630 Chad Santa's Anonymous as well Alright, we're going to head off to the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline for the Horses and Horse Racing Alberta presenting live Standard Racing Fridays and Saturdays at Century Mile. For more information visit the Horses Horses.com. We welcome to the show our headliner today for Wilhock Beef Jerky. It's the best you've ever tasted. Search for Wilhock, W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. He's been kind enough uh, to, uh, to schedule us in uh, after uh, yesterday's show was a, a best of orders now show, often called an oxymoron, by the way. Uh, we welcome back to the show Frank Ceravalli, uh for the Horses and Horse Race in Alberta from Daily Off. Hi, Frank. How you doing? I'm good,
1: and I'm sure the Oilers now crew feels pretty good after a big battle of Alberta win. It, you know, heading into the break probably felt uh, like these were hard times for the Oilers. The outside looking in at a playoff spot now after a big win over Calgary, right back where you need to be. And feeling good to start what kind of feels like the second half of the season,
0: Frank. I'm gonna stand by my prediction: 47 to 52 wins. I'm, I, I realize the team isn't close to on pace for that. Uh, they've they've got to play better against the Pacific Division. They've dropped uh, home games in the Pacific to LA, uh, Anaheim, and Vancouver. And Anaheim and Vancouver are well behind them in the standings. Maybe the game that they should have beaten Anaheim in, they got last night. I mean, Calgary did outshoot the Oilers two to one in that game. There's lots to get to here. Um,
1: give so, wait. Me, g- give me your give me your reasoning and thought process as to why you are still confident in your prediction.
0: Because I think the schedule gets easier for Edmonton as the season goes on. They have two Cali trips coming up. Cal, uh, the Flames just went three zero and one on a Cali trip. Uh, San Jose, I think, are going to cash in their chips. I think Anaheim's going to cash in their chips. Uh, I think Edmonton plays better against LA in LA than they do at home against LA. So. Um, you know, the Oilers have got 18 of their 26 games in the Pacific Division still left. Edmonton's only 4-4 four and four this year against the Pacific. Last year they went 21-5. and five. As an example, the Oilers have traditionally played pretty well in Vegas, which is something to keep a, an eye on. Um, they're going to get a Vander Kane. You've been pretty
1: spot on in your predictions in recent years, especially with a, a win total. I remember going back to 2017, you telling me before the season started, that this team was going to win 50 games and you were right on it so yeah that was
0: the 16 17 season yeah I, I i and then last year as well i said that they were going to be better than people thought i'm not moving uh now i will tell you frank the cane injury um i think more needed to be done with the Oilers lineup i realize there's cap issues and you know ken holland's paid a lot of money as general manager to and i work for the Oilers entertainment group but i'd like to see some different dimensions and that's been part of the storyline today frank is there's some fans that are lots of fans that did not like the re- lack of response to the weaker hit on mcdavid and think that the t- team needs to change the dynamic of their bottom six and even perhaps a a third pairing left shot d what do you think uh
1: you know i i I agree with the thought process and the response, the lack of response to the Uyghur hit on McDavid. Like, I don't care if the hit was clean, whatever you think of the hit, I'm of the belief, and maybe this is an old school Neanderthal mentality that if anyone is breathing on 97, that something needs to be done about it. Because he's that critical to this team's success He's, you know, in some ways you could argue he's that critical to the success of the league. That's how good he is. Um, I mean, an absolutely magical season yet again. Um, You know, keeping the point streak going last night. You know, thirty-one goals now. It's ridiculous what he's been doing night in and night out. And and last night, for a guy that doesn't always show a ton of emotion, gets the third period goal puts the team in front and you see a little outburst from him because he knows what this means. This team needs to get moving in the right direction and to hang on and get the win, I think was big, but I agree that it's just, it's a team mindset and I wonder how much you'd be able to answer this better than me. I, I wonder how much the sort of internal mantra of, of how good this team's power play has been that part of the the messaging from the coaching staff to the rest of the players would be hey let's not retaliate let's not take the two-minute minor and let's hurt them on the scoreboard i i you know you could make the argument that that makes sense but i just think from the the outside looking in you'd like to see a fiery response from the team
0: well it's funny you mention that because in a league where there's no fighting which is university sports Rob Dom is coaching over in Austria right now, wanted to bring fighting back into the Canada West because the rats were allowed to get away. You know, you had a lot of five foot ten, five foot 11 guys running around hitting guys late. And especially when teams were getting blown out six or seven two, that sort of thing. And what happens is the officials don't want to make it worse, right? Because they don't want to be, they're managing the game at that point. And so, um, you know, and it, it would end up so there wouldn't be as many calls made, and sometimes then this would specifically ironically happen when uh mohan civics team u b c was playing sometimes Rob would leave his first power play unit on the ice in a seven two or eight two game at the end of the game and just say, if you're gonna do that stuff, you know we're gonna we're gonna embarrass you more now Jay has yet to do that in games that have been blowouts. The Oilers haven't had their top power play unit on the ice in the final five minutes. I also think, Frank, the league, I don't think the Oilers can trust the league to defend Edmonton's top players because the league has not shown a propensity to do that. how,
1: How could there be confidence in that? They can't even properly call penalties against McDavid from night in and night out. To think that there's going to be some sort of protection from Have you abuse this? and
0: suspension. I mean, you're one of the most powerful writers in the league, Frank. Have you discussed this with the you know the Colin Campbell's of the world and the and, and Gary Bettmans and said, "How do you guys not call more penalties? Like it's one thing for a broadcaster who works for the Oilers Entertainment Group to bring it up. I just ah, oh, it's the Homer in and He's a blowhard. It's different when it's Frank Saravalli. Uh,
1: Well, we ask the questions, and year in and year out, whether it's at GM meetings in November or it's GM meetings in March, they believe the game is called better than it ever has been. They believe it's more consistent. They believe the review process they have in place with their officials is producing better results. And for the influx of new officials, they're really happy with where they're at. Um, And every time we ask the question about, you know, better protecting the stars, the answer is always we're doing a good job.
0: Yeah. Rob has texted us out of West Edmonton. He says, Bob, the Oilers power play is on fire. Frank, as you know, it's around 41, 42 percent in December. But as long as the refs continue to not call the rule book, the power plays will be limited by the reduced opportunities Including, including even more reduced opportunities in the playoffs. Of course, Connor went eight straight games in the playoffs without drawing a call at one point. Um, yeah, I just, I, I, you know, I know the guys that work in the league office, and there's a very egalitarian approach to how they. This is not the NBA, nor is it even the NFL. Like in the NFL, they protect the quarterbacks because they have to. Because if you don't have a good starting quarterback, your team, generally speaking, sucks, and the entertainment value's not there. Uh, And in the NBA, it's a star-driven league. I don't think... Do you agree? I think... No, I
1: do agree, and I think the issue is the NHL never admits fault in its own product. And we're not saying it's bad or everything needs wholesale changes. It's just that there seems to be a complacency factor that exists with the league, whether it's generating new revenue and interest, finding new fans, finding a new way to deliver the product, um... They, they aren't, you know, pushing the envelope. They aren't moving the needle. And they, they seem to be perfectly comfortable in the $5.5 billion world that they're living in. And I, I understand that everyone's making a nice living. But the truth is this league in the U.S. is being passed by pretty quickly, you know, with Major League Soccer on its heels, especially with the World Cup coming in 2026. F1 has made huge strides. Like, there's only limited entertainment dollars to go around, and in, in the U.S.,
0: it's changing pretty quickly, and, and the league needs to figure it out. Frank Cerevali from Daily Face Off of the Horses and Horse Racing, Alberta, presenting live standard racing Friday and Saturday at Century Mile. More info, visit thehorses.com. Frank, it's just simple. When you're watching TNT and ESPN preview upcoming games between Edmonton and Calgary, do they show Connor McDavid or Mackenzie Weger?
1: It's, it's not even a question. And, and you know what? Uh, credit to TNT and ESPN, who are picking up far more Canadian games than ever before. NBC would never do it. Um, and they're hitting on it because of the star factor. Because you get a battle of Alberta last night where McDavid puts his team up and, and in the lead. That's, those are the games you want to watch in the U.S. Yeah, I mean, they're grabbing a couple of these last Oiler games to close out uh, December as well. Um, it's been appointment television on national broadcast, yet they don't see any need to, I think, further protect these players. And yeah. so then, you know, to further our conversation in terms of, you know, seeing someone step up on the Oilers, who's it going to be? It, it, it's right now – you ha- what are your options? Is D- Nurse going it- to grab someone? And if Nurse isn't on the ice, who is it?
0: Well, and Darnell plays 24 minutes a game, and Kane's going to be coming back from an injury and just try to wrestle, you know, with a sliced uh, wrist tendon coming off that injury. It's it's not – they need to get – I mean, it's ironic because the Flyers, they addressed it. They they added like, – you know, they have Sealer on defense. They went out, uh, you know, and, and signed so – Laurier, they, they
1: got McEwen. They have a bunch of guys that – Uh, have an edge to them. And maybe you could make a joke about the flyers and their lack of talent. And certainly I would not hail them as any sort of model on how to build out your roster. It's just that the Oilers group from, you know, top to bottom up front is very similar in terms of style of player. Yeah. There there's, you, you need archetypes. You need different guys that do different things and they've got it figured out at a lot of the skill positions, whether it's, you know, playmaker, or you've got one of the best power play specialists in the league in, in Ryan Nugent-Hopkins. Um, you you need other elements to your team that aren't just skill, and that's how you win. That's how you be successful. Frank,
0: uh, yeah. Well, and uh, I'll take it one step further. If any team could afford to have a guy, and we use the term functional toughness, the orders when Kane comes back, the orders have five players that play 19 minutes or more per game up front. Okay. If any team can afford a five to seven minute a game, fourth liner that provides that, it's the Edmonton Oilers. You know what yeah. I'm saying? We're not talking
1: about a knuckle dragger. We're talking about someone that can move a bit. We're talking about essentially um, Milan Lucic without the contract. Look yeah. at what he's done in Calgary the last few games, you know, as he's gone up and down the lineup. What did he have? Five points in four games entering last sure. night? Sure uh zach cassian something like that at 700 grand like yeah. someone that has an ability to skate uh can give you eight nine minutes at night and when you need him, can provide a different element
0: what would you say to people that say well stop there's 17 teams in ltir right now deals aren't happening how would you respond to that frank
1: i would say for guys that make 700 grand there's always an ability to find room you're one you know, contract traded back the other way. Here's here's what I would tell you is that the complacency that exists in NHL front offices, you need not look any further than the spot of the holiday roster freeze and the three to four minor league type transactions that went down on that day, because how many weeks had those teams been talking about getting a deal done very similar to what was ultimately pulled off, that they needed a deadline to coerce them into action. They needed a deadline to make it happen. And if there was no March 3rd trade deadline, I, I b- truly believe that we'd see, you know, 10% of as many transactions throughout the season because you need that deadline to push things forward in the NHL, that's just the way it works.
0: Um, you know, it's funny do you think max everybody's focused on uh and kane in chicago do you think max domi gets traded? i do uh
1: i I don't see any reason why not i would think that entire roster is (laughs) going to be plucked clean of of any uh skill components that they have remaining and look here's the thing about max domi um his game may not be perfect. He may be, um, you know, a bit of a pain uh, at times in various stops to have around. But I would say he's someone that shows up. He works, and you know, look at the Carolina Hurricanes last year. Look they at the, got Max Domi yeah. basically for free, and he creative. scores an overtime, an overtime playoff winner. All you need is one goal like that, and and especially for free you know, you're laughing.
0: Take a look at his analytics. He's pretty good on faceoffs, which Edmonton has been dropping in a bit here in over the last 20 games. And he can fight for a guy that's a, you know, a smaller guy. He can hurt you. He's got Definitely good, not afraid. Definitely not timid. Frank, uh, it'll be Tuesday next week. Thank you for joining us here on Oilers Now. Thanks a lot, Bob. Take care. That is Daily Face Offs Frank Saravelli for the Horses and Horse Racing Alberta, presenting live standard mid racing Friday and Saturday at Century Mile. More information, head to thehorses.com. He was our Oilers Now headliner for Wilhawk Beef Jerky. It's the best you've ever tasted. Back in two minutes with this day in Oilers history, and then we wrap up the show. You're listening to Oilers Now. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We'll give the final word on the text line, on the Ashley Fine Floors text line to JT from Wesleyville. McDavid must be wondering why he's taking the abuse and nobody's pushing back. We have numerous bottom six guys who can't score and won't hit or fight. We might as well have a guy that can't score but can hit and fight. Uh, Surely we can find a guy who won't hurt us playing four to six minutes a game and can defend our stars. At least give Nurse the green light to fight. It's Christmas and the only fighting major the Oilers have is a non-fighter in a wrestling match that doesn't fill a bunch of seats uh, long-term from JT and Leslieville. The Oilers just don't have a couple bottom six guys that can't score. they got a couple guys in the threes that have got a combined total of four goals. Um, I mean, Derek Ryan turns 36 tomorrow. He's got five goals. That's as many as Paul Yarvey, Yamamoto, and Holloway combined. Now, Holloway hasn't played a lot with the big boys. Paul Yarvey and Yamamoto have. That's... <laughs> uh, well that's that to this day in history brought to you by new s travel given the gift of travel you can join Oilers now in vegas this is the final day that we're going to mention this um got a new trip that we're going to start talking about tomorrow when brendan escott hosts anyways uh join orders now in vegas in january to see the orders and the golden knights you can reach out to newestravel.com going back to this date uh, December the twenty eighth, nineteen eighty three. Yari Curry scored twice. Glenn Anderson and Pat Hughes scored shorthanded goals. Edmonton doubled up Vancouver four to two, to improve to twenty seven seven and four. Now, as a guy living in Edmonton, as a then seventeen year old, we didn't think the Oilers could beat the Islanders in the playoffs that year. But guess what? They did. They won in five, and it was awesome let me tell you. 27-7 uh, and 4. They had a pretty good record. Reed Wilkins has Inside Sports Night. It's going to take place live at the Oilers uh, Skills Competition at Rogers Place. You'll have former NHL enforcer and current Columbus Blue Jackets television analyst Jody Shelley and Edmonton Stingers GM Steve Sir who's a hell of a basketball player in the day. Uh, Brendan Escott will be hosting tomorrow. i will be flying to Seattle with the Oilers as the Oilers play the Kraken on Friday night. Brendan will have Louis DeBrus for GCL Diesel and john shannon for legacy heating and cooling on tomorrow's edition of Oilers now uh, chris just passed me a note uh, we've got the best of rob breaking rich today from two to three and then the drive of 10 ted henley uh, live at uh, from three until six o'clock uh, up next a global news weather traffic update with eileen bell thank you very much chris for doing a great job pinch hitting and uh, i will join you friday from seattle brennan in tomorrow so long everybody from Oilers now